Good afternoon. It is uh, Sunday, January 23rd, 3.48 p.m., uh, just a bit after Purdue has uh, handily defeated Northwestern 80-60. to 60. Uh, the, the score got a bit inflated there at the end. Eric Hunter hit a three-pointer with just a few seconds left as Purdue's shot clock was expiring, and I think he just wanted to get another, another uh, couple points on the board. Um, but it was Eric Hunter's birthday. Happy birthday, Eric. Uh, and he, he played a pretty damn good game. He uh, was solid. He was doing what uh, he does. When he is really helping the team hum, it, it comes this year and, and generally the last two seasons when he's looking to drive the ball. He did a really good job there. And Purdue overall uh, had a pretty solid game. Excuse the noise in the background if you can hear it. I don't know what you, what's picking up, but uh, my family's playing dominoes in the other room, and I'm not – I'm not playing dominoes. Anyway, uh, so Purdue improves to 16-3. Uh, got about 11 games. I think exactly 11 games left until the um, Big Ten tournament. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit, I think, this week. I'm going to do a post about what the prognosis is for the season. I think Purdue has a chance to string together some wins, but the next game is obviously going to be a handful at Iowa. Um, Iowa, of course, extended their uh, their trapping uh, zone on Purdue at Mackey and Purdue really, really struggled. So we'll see how well these uh, point guards can handle that because that's going to be a test. I, I would guarantee Fran is going to try to do the same thing again because it was so effective. My gut tells me if a team does this on Purdue and Purdue is ready, Purdue could just unleash hell and get back on track offensively. Um, neat stat, uh, Purdue is 14-0 on the season, maybe 15-0 now. When they score over uh, 70 points, of course they did it, scoring 80. Um, and they did it on the back of uh, the main guy was uh, Sasha Stefanovic. Um, he went 6 for 10 from 3. And he was hitting them uh, on curls going right and left. Just looked really comfortable shooting the ball. He was 4 for 4 from free throw line. Um, just, just, I don't, well, he didn't shoot another uh, field goal. It was only three-pointers that Sasha was shooting. A solid day. Uh, he had two rebounds on top of 22 points, three assists, which I love seeing Sasha uh, get involved in the offense that way. It's always good for this Purdue team when he's when he's um, uh, getting his teammates involved. And uh, let's see, only one turnover. So great day for Sasha. Uh, Mason Gillis, another solid game. Seven points, four assists. Um, and, yeah, he didn't shoot great from three, which is pretty unusual for him because uh, he's been shooting it so darn well this season. Um, he was only one for four from deep. Um, Isaiah Thompson was two for six from three. He had eight points. He played a pretty good game, a little bit of a comeback game. But he missed a couple open threes. And I think part of the thing that made Purdue's offense hum so well early in the season was when somebody would drive and draw in the defense, um, kicking it out to Thompson. Thompson just making them pay was a huge part of Purdue's offense. Um, I'll keep talking about this game one second, but let me thank our sponsors. Thanks to Martin Vintage. Thanks to um, uh, Gridiron Metalworks and AJ's. Uh, appreciate these guys, and uh, they help they help make the show, the wrap-up, the website possible. Cheers to you guys. Um, but uh, on top of those guys, of course, Trey Williams looked like himself a little bit more today. Um, he only he played 19 minutes, 12 points, but 10 boards, and a couple of them, if you... If you watch the entire game, he was really attacking the glass, uh, using his advantage of his reach more than anything, just going up to the high point where he could reach it and get the ball there. Um, and it made Purdue's offense go. He had a couple where he rebound the ball, turned, fire, and Purdue getting kind of a, a semi-transition offense. 
Northwestern uh, made it interesting, interesting for Purdue a couple times. They uh, they kind of shrunk the lead down a couple times, but really for most of the game, uh, Purdue was in cruise control. Uh, Purdue played very well. Edie played well, 12 points, 10 boards, uh, two assists. Let's see, uh, free throws, he was 0 for 2. Um, so he's got an issue he's got to fix that. He's got to figure out because this is something that's totally between the years. He's been a good free throw shooter for much of his career uh, for the two years he's been at Purdue, um, and he is not doing well there right now, and that's a big part of his game. So the birthday boy, Eric Hunter, uh, came off the bench 27 minutes, so played a significant um, action. Uh, the dearth of having Jaden Ivey's minutes there, somebody had to fill him. Eric Hunter came off the bench because um, Newman started the game, but um, Eric scored uh, 10 points, had five assists, two steals, um, uh, two boards, and uh, just one turnover. Pretty darn good. Uh, versus IU, Purdue turned the ball over 12 times. Uh, not a great performance. IU actually only turned the ball over three times. So Purdue's defense was bad and their offense was bad. Uh, today, they turn over the ball nine times, and uh, Northwestern turns it over ten. That's really not the reason Purdue beat them. Purdue just was better than them at all positions. It looked like even guys like Boo Booey and um, uh, Chase Audige, um didn't uh, couldn't do much. Usually, uh, Boo Booey and Audige both kind of go off on Purdue. Um, Audige uh, was injured in the game. I think he rolled his ankle. He should be okay. Um, one of the weirdest plays of the game, if you watch the game, was very bizarre. Adiz rolls his ankle. I think he came down on Edie's foot, if I remember correctly, going for a rebound or somebody's foot. Ball goes the other way. Purdue's on transition. Somebody shoots it up. Edie pulls down a rebound, just, just shoots in the lane, pulls down a rebound, and the ref blows his whistle with Edie at the ball under, his, under the basket. And the ref called the play dead so someone could, um, could tend to Adiz. Um Very weird just an odd play. Um, but Northwestern is a, they're nine and eight team. Uh, again, they're not going to go to the tournament. They're in that position again. Chris Collins has been there now nine seasons. Um, it's kind of testing what Northwestern is made of, you know, the athletic department is made of because they're really stuck. It looks like to me. And, uh, they, they're, they're a talented team. I, I, I think Nance could join his brother in the pros here in a year. Um, he's got good length. He can shoot the ball. He can create pretty well. Adige is solid. Bowie's solid. Um, even Barron is good at times. I mean, he had nine points today. Um, Northwestern's not an awful team, um, talent-wise, but they're not a good team, really, um, when it comes to playing, matching up with the Big Ten. Every year, they tend to pad their stats and pad their record in the pre-con, and uh, this year's no different. They're two and six in conference. Purdue is now five and three in conference. Purdue is in, I think, tied in a bit of a log jam in third place. Um, Illinois has dropped two straight uh, after a concussion to um, uh, to uh, Cockburn. They um, uh, they're they're struggling officially. You know that's they they did not. I think I think Maryland beat them. So the Big Ten is tightening up a little bit. Uh, Purdue is still very much in the race. I don't really care about that. I've said that. I'll say it again. It's all about the seeding for me. And if Purdue happens to win a Big Ten title as they are on the way to a one or two seed, that'd be excellent. Um, but it seems to me Purdue's playing with fire. I keep saying this with some of these losses. Purdue has tougher games ahead than the games that they've lost. Um, Wisconsin's a legit loss, but, uh, I mean, losing a rivalry game, it's going to happen, obviously. Uh, that, that'll happen from time to time, but they got to add Iowa, and then you've got Ohio State, uh, which is always tough for Purdue, and then at Minnesota, who Minnesota's a surprise, they're good, versus Michigan, uh, then Illinois uh, at Mackey.
So uh, they're, uh, they're in a good position, but they're in a position where they still have so much to improve. My gut tells me that Purdue's going hit to hit their stride a bit here in the next few weeks as if, I, if Ivy can get healthy before Iowa and Purdue can beat Iowa, I think Purdue could, get, could start feeling some momentum. The problem with this team over and over and over um, we can point at defensive problems. We can point at free throw shooting. But I think they all come back to the same thing. Hunt, uh, Painter um, pointed at this as a, um, as a problem this team has, and that is just kind of mental toughness and consistency. Um, they're kind of a fun-loving bunch. You know, they're, they seem to be a good-natured group of guys that like each other. I think Ray Davis talked about this on his – uh, Instagram feed or on his podcast that this is a team that gets along well. So the chemistry is good. So they've got that thing going. They obviously have a ton of skill. Guys can do, you know, you have guys at every position that can score. You have guys that have potential to be good defenders with good length, decent athleticism. But the mental letdowns by this team are something they just got to get rid of. If they could get rid of that, and you could see them take every game like it's important and take every game like they need to bust their ass and jump on a team and not let other teams get out in front of them or, um, you know, like they did versus IU where they kind of cushion in the first half, give them a 10-point lead in the first half, have to fight and claw back. Who knows? If they, this team still has tremendous amount of potential, I've been having discussions with people on Twitter, is do you still believe this team is a Final Four contender? I mean, sure, why not? But but my perspective has been shifted thanks to these losses. I, um, I'm not like, down in the dumps. I don't think the team's horrible. Uh, I think they're a solid team. I think they're a good team. Good team with a lot of good parts. Like, they have all the parts you need to make a run. But at the same time, they do have issues that um, they have to get better. And I think if Painter's previous seasons are any indicator, um, Purdue will, uh, will do something special in February like they always do. Purdue is good in February. Now, can they be good in February and then really good in March, April? That's the dream. And can they peak during the NCAA tournament? That's the real, that's the brass ring. So, Max, thanks for checking in. Hope you're doing well. Um, but, uh, yeah, good game, though. Um, uh, let's see. He says, who do we have up next? Um, Max, you joined late because I already told you this, but Purdue plays at Iowa next. And, um, uh, let's see, that game is on... A game is on uh, the 27th, which is it's four days from now. So they've got um, uh, they got a little bit of time to continue to work and to get Ivy healthy, more importantly than anything. They're going to need him. Um, the, uh, the brothers on, uh, on Iowa, man, they can, put, they can score points in bunches. So Purdue's going to need to play defense and um, going need to need to be able to handle that trap and that pressure. If they can do that, uh, big things can happen. Uh, Purdue shoots the ball well uh, for percentage – uh, standpoint for some reason in Iowa. I don't know why. Um, so I could see Purdue playing really well and Sasha's feeling better. It's good to see him bust out of that little funk he was in. Uh, Trey nearly is pulling out of the funk that he's been in, which is excellent news. So uh, if they could get a little rhythm and start um, playing like uh, every game matters, like Painter has been saying, every win in the Big Ten matters. It's important. It's hard to hard to get victories in the Big Ten. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, there's great potential in this season still to do something special. And they're in a great, they are in the catbird seat to do that. It's just the question, uh, are they mentally strong enough to do that and um, put all the parts together that they have? So we'll see. Uh, stay tuned. I'll, I'll, I'll be here talking about the team like you guys, uh, you guys know I love to. And I uh, hope you can join me 
from time to time. I mean, I'll do some uh, mid, I might do a, uh, just a middle of the day quick cast here, just kind of assessing. We're just past the midpoint of the season, talking about the uh, highs and lows right now and what the prognosis is for the, in the long term for the season, what I see is the most important thing. Um, Brandon Newman, by the way, he starts today. Uh, he did not play well. Uh, in fact, like one of his first threes, he almost airballed it. Um, let's see, I didn't know, I don't know how many points he finished with. I'll double check on that right now. Um, Newman finishes with, Newman finishes with uh, no points. <laughs> Uh, no points on, he was 0 for 5 from 3. Uh, it's, it's tough. Uh, it's a bit confusing just because it's a guy that um, just looked like, especially offensively, had so many skills. He's got good length, good athlete, solid athleticism, and he's just, he's not there right now. And so I, I think there's a chance for him to put it together. And if you can have him get back together, Caleb first played better today. He played, I think in the first half alone, he had seven points on three boards. Um, it's there's there's real chance for Purdue to do something special, and Caleb first is starting to look healthy again, which is good since the COVID really knocked him down a bit. So if they can do that, have some serious depth there, even for foul trouble to be able to do some things, um, they can get back to the rhythm we saw in the beginning of the season. Let's not forget this offense. Uh, Hamilton from Florida State said it's one of the best offenses he's ever seen. Guy's been coaching forever, and so when a coach like that starts saying things like that, guys like me, who uh, I'm, I'm tough to get on board, you know, on, on what, how special a team or a season is. When I heard that, that made me think, wow, this guy says that. There's, there's something to this. It's not just a, an opinion of based on my eyes and what I'm seeing, but this Purdue team is special. And that was coming off of the Villanova and North Carolina victories. Turns out, like I said, North Carolina is not that good. Villanova is getting better, so that, that looks better. And even Florida State has had a couple good wins recently, so that helps Purdue a lot, too, in the grand scheme of things for seeding and all that. But um, let's hope. Uh, that they can uh, figure it out on offense and keep up the defensive effort. Defensive effort was good again today. They were defending shots. They were doing a better job rotating. Uh, guys were better off the. Uh, guys were better guarding the dribble. All the things you want to see. So uh, they just got to keep getting better. And it has to be like notable improvement because if they don't, they're going to get eaten up by teams that that have scores. So it's it's that simple. Thanks for tuning in again. Hope you have a great day. Uh, God bless you. Talk to you later this week. We'll see you. Hammer down.